0: Impossible means it's not your priority. So if you say you want it, if you say you're going to do it, how are you going to make it your priority? Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. I am so excited about today's episode Let me first give a welcome to all new listeners. Listen, if you are new to this community, here's what you need to know. Here, we believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. In this space, we truly believe in the 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And so my aim is that you truly Are building a wealthy life from the inside out that includes your well-being and it includes our six foundational pillars I actually just in honor of crossing over a hundred episodes I just did a recap on that so if you're new here I used to say go all the way back in the podcast app to 2017 but now I can say go back a few episodes get caught up understand what the foundation of redefining wealth truly is so you can be brought up to speed And to my OG listeners and Purpose Chasers, what's up? So excited uh, to continue to just learn and grow alongside you. So excited that you continue to come back week after week. And as a reminder, this week's podcast episode is actually brought to you by Redefining Wealth live from Atlanta. I am so excited and geeked up about... I'm excited a lot today, right? (laughs) I know you're thinking she said that like 50 times because I'm thinking it, but I really am. I'm really proud of what we've created with Redefining Wealth, and I am looking forward to Redefining Wealth live in Atlanta, October 13th. Get your tickets make sure you are there. I can't wait to share the experience with you. So I sit in a little closet like the one I'm in right now and record these episodes by myself, but to have your energy and your presence there. To be able to introduce you to so many other purpose chasers from all over the country and from what I understand already all over the world, it's just going to be incredible. It'll be a great time to meet not just like minded people, but to be able to meet people who are stronger in some of the pillars that you're not necessarily strong in. And hopefully, you know, you're strong in other pillars and you guys can really talk and encourage each other. We'll have time for networking and hugs and selfies and a great, great conversation. So make sure you check it out. You can get details on my Instagram page at SeekWisdomPCW or on the website at PatriceWashington.com. So I'm really pumped about today's episode because I'm just getting off a call with my advisor. You guys know I announced that I was getting an MBA in behavioral finance. I've already earned the certification of financial psychology and behavioral finance, and now I'm six classes away from just completing an MBA. And a few days ago, I was looking through the courses I would have to take and reading some of the materials. And it talked about requiring 20 to 25 hours per week in order to do your best in the course. And I'm not going to lie, it's confession time. What started to creep up for me as I was also looking at my fall and spring calendar and the several speaking opportunities I already have going on and the events I already have going on and the launch of the new book and a tour coming up and all this stuff. And I started to feel these words slipping out of my mouth and they were, this is going to be impossible. Just before I could even grab it. <laughs> and my husband happened to walk by and he's like, what's going on with you? What's the look on your face? And. I wanted to say it again to him. But then in that moment, I realized that your attitude towards a process is always going to determine your success with that process. And that if I allowed myself to believe before I even got started that it would be impossible, I would therefore make it impossible. Because as I share with you all the time, words are so powerful, you know that. But when you verbalize, you magnify in your life, you make it bigger And you magnetize, you draw that in. And so if I say that this is what I'm going to do, knowing that in the midst of it, I do have all these other things already lined up, then I have to shift my focus on what I really want, right? Because what I've recognized over the years are that 100% is actually possible 100% of the time. I learned that probably 15 years ago and it has stuck with me, and it's been one of my guiding principles when I am feeling like, wow, there are several things that need to get done. Nothing's truly impossible. The problem is we allow ourselves to stay stuck in cycles of confusion, or we trick ourselves by the stories we tell into creating unwarranted overwhelm. Now, there are seasons in life that are overwhelming. I'm not trying to you know, simplify that, right? There are seasons in life that are overwhelming, but I tend to think of those things as overwhelming when it will pop up on you and you didn't have a chance to prep or prepare or plan. But the truth is, if I'm saying yes to this and I know what's coming down the pipeline and I have the dates of everything that I've said yes to, then I really could just prepare and plan in order to avoid unnecessary or unwarranted overwhelm. And therefore it's not impossible. It's just, what am I willing to do, right? What am I willing to shift? What am I willing to sacrifice? And what truly will be my priority? Because a lot of times when we use words like impossible, what we're really saying is, it's just not my priority right now. When we say it's impossible, what we're saying is, I don't care enough about that thing to stop doing these things over here. When we say it's impossible, we're saying I'm not determined enough to remove every other distraction out of my life right now so that I can focus in on achieving this task in this season. It's not that it's impossible because anytime that we label something as impossible, we are allowing ourselves to stay stuck in these cycles of confusion. And I talk about this all the time. You're never confused. You're just not humble enough yet to ask for the support and help that you need. Because there's an answer out there, right? There's, an answer. there's always an answer out there. You're always a Google search or an informational interview from darn near anything you want to accomplish. That's the truth. And even if you have to piece together several searches and several interviews um, and several discussions with people, whatever that is, you're always one decision that you need to make closer to what it is you say you want to create. But you have to be willing to make that decision. It's not that it's impossible. It's that your ego is in the way or your pride is in the way or you're just not that committed. You're interested. And so... I wanted to jump on the mic. I literally got off the phone with the advisor and was like, how can I use this as a blessing to you guys? Because I'm not the only one, (laughs) right? I know I'm not the only one, but I don't think that people who call themselves influencers or thought leaders or whoever necessarily always share when they're in those moments of breakdowns and how they're getting out of it in real time. And I want to be more present to that like what's happening in real time. So I am in a season right now where I recognize that in order to increase my probability for success, right, I'm going to need to adjust my schedule and shift my priorities. And so how do you make something a priority in your life? And there's three things I want you to consider. The first thing is, In order to make something a priority in your life, you're going to have to make sure it's meaningful. You'll have to make sure that it's meaningful. That means that you understand the why behind it. What is the greater vision? What is the purpose behind what it is you're doing? Because then you can assess the costs, right? Associated with doing it. But even beyond that, what are the costs associated with staying in the same place and not doing it? See, sometimes we look at, oh, it's going to take time. Oh, it's going to take money. But do you think about what the long-term costs are? One of the reasons that I even wanted to do the certification in financial psychology and behavioral finance is because I had been a Lone Ranger in my space for a while. I didn't quite have the access or proximity to some of the big folks out there, like the Dave Ramseys or Susie Ormans or those type of folks. So back in the day when I started, I was testing and tweaking and trying out different things on my clients to figure out what worked and what didn't work and how could I truly help people shift behavior, right? Because I knew it was bigger than budgets or the number in their bank account. I wanted to shift behavior. And at the time I started, behavioral finance still seems to be like a relatively new thing in like mainstream, right? People weren't really talking about it. So by the time I met my mentor, Dr. Brad Klontz, who's been on this podcast, I wanted to see if what I had been doing with people for years was real and come to find out there was real backing. There was scientific research behind what I had come up with intuitively in working with people. So it meant a lot to me to understand the real terms and the real terminology behind what I had been doing, but also as a way to separate myself from just another person who lost all their money and then wanted to help people and tell a story. I'm very proud of how I started And I don't say that to knock anyone, but for me, I wanted to have just, you know, more meat in the game. Like I wanted to truly, truly understand and and know how I could apply that in order to support you all with reaching your goals. And so that was meaningful to me. So it was worth the additional hours. It was worth the money invested. It was worth the time away from family and friends. I was literally doing homework in France, you know, at a girl's trip. I was getting up early when I was on tour speaking for Paul Mitchell. My first talk might be at nine. I was up at 5 a.m. completing homework, submitting it by seven so I could be on time for my talk. Like I was all in. So in order to make something a priority, you have to make sure that it's meaningful to you. You have to know the why behind it. You have to understand what the costs associated are and what is the cost of staying in the exact same place. In order for me to grow in this space and be all that I know God has called me to be, I can't just keep telling the same stories and going in the same circles. I had to expand my knowledge base to grow beyond that. And that was worth it for me. So what is that thing that you've been whispering to yourself is impossible? Did it really mean something to you? Does it really mean something to you? Is it worth the sacrifice? Is there a bigger why attached to it? Take time to really answer those questions because you've you've heard this before. People make time for what they want to make time for. So if the why is about impressing other people, you'll never stay committed. If the why is because mom and dad said do it, you'll never do the work it takes, especially when it gets tough. And especially when people aren't looking and nobody is checking, and you have to be accountable to yourself. It needs to have meaning to you. The second thing I want you to consider is that, again, you don't find time, you make it. So, what I am now in the process of doing, I've already talked to my team about it, and we did it last year for my certification. Is that we started to plan my weeks out well in advance and we would start my schedule with the end in mind. So if I know that at the end of this eight week term, I have a paper due, we would block out days and times for me to do research for the paper, to work on the paper, several hours on top of the regular coursework. So in the beginning of that eight week period, we may start lighter maybe i just have a lot of reading and online work to do so maybe we block 10 hours throughout the week and then as the semester progressed and we knew we were working towards me getting a paper done we may do 15 hours and we plotted around and block schedules whether that be sunday evenings i did a lot of work in wednesday evenings whatever it takes but you don't you don't find time because time is not hiding from you so if there's something that you want to do and it's meaningful to you, then in order to make it a priority, you have to go about it with this idea or this sense of by any means necessary. The attitude has to be by any means necessary. I will get this done. Now, you know, I'm all about my fit pillar and I value sleep. <laughs> I value taking care of myself. None of my pillars really dropped hard during the season. And I know that going into this next season with completing a book, it's going to be challenging, right? And so there will be give and take in some of the other pillars. My family will understand that for a year, this is what mom is doing. This is what my wife is doing. At the end of the day, there's a greater vision here for how this is going to be a benefit to the legacy of our family. So for a year, are we willing to make that sacrifice? I've talked to them and they said yes. They encouraged it. My team understands that I will need greater support. So I will be delegating quite a bit in order to focus because I'm not one of those people who just wants to pass. I actually want to do good. I finished the certification with a 4.0. I don't know. <laughs> I think for this one, with all that I have going on, um, a B will do. And that will be my attitude. A 3.0 will do. As long as I learn what I need to learn to be a blessing to you all and to pass, then that's as good as it needs to be. So there's also that, right? I'm not going to give it 20 hours a week because it's just not necessary, especially with everything else going on. But I will give it a strong 12 to 14 (laughs) and put my best effort in. I'm just being real, right? So that's how I'm going to make the time. I'm going to assess what's necessary Plus, I read a lot anyway, so I don't think that the reading will take me as much time because I'm trying to read quite a bit for you all for the podcast. So, you know, I'll do what I have to do. But the second thing to consider is if something's going to be a priority, you don't find time. It's not under the mattress. It's not in the closet. It's not hiding from you. It's right there in your smartphone. It's right there on that calendar that you barely use. And all you have to do is schedule it in and block it, set reminders and stick to it. And in order to stick to that, again, it has to be meaningful because it's going to require you to set up boundaries with friends, family, activities, things, other things that just are not as important in this season. Not that your family is not important, but obviously, you know, maybe every cookout is not your cookout. Sometimes that's just what it is. Sometimes that's just what it is. And you have to be okay with that. It's for a season, it's not forever. And the third thing that I want you to consider is that when you make something a priority, you're willing to invest in it. Whether that be time, energy, or money, you are willing to invest in it. I truly believe that where there's no transaction, there will be no transformation. If something is going to just come so easily to you, it probably wasn't worth it. I truly believe that anything that is worth it and that will truly change your life is going to take some level of drastic investment. And you have to wrap your mind around that. Nothing is coming to you freely. I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you consider that to be bad news, but nothing is coming to you freely. Right now, my husband and I have joined a new gym. We moved to a new area, as you know, from a few episodes back, joined a gym, And we are all in with this trainer and it is an investment of time. Oh my goodness. And it is an investment of resources, but we want the results. Getting the results makes it a priority. So we couldn't stay in this season of, well, what works? I don't know what to do. I don't know. My workouts have plateaued. I feel like I'm going back up. I I don't feel like I'm gaining muscle the same. Okay. It's not impossible to figure this out, guys, you just have to make the commitment, right? And make it a priority. And once we shifted to that, it has become so. My husband's already down over 15 pounds on like a little over a month, right? I don't know what I'm down. I'm doing good though. I'm looking good. No, <laughs> but you make it a priority, right? So you invest in it, whatever it's going to take, time, time. Money, energy, you figure it out and you plan towards it because we hear it over and over again and I don't know who started it, but if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So in order to make those impossible things, possibilities, then you have to be willing to invest in whatever it's going to take for you to get mastery over it. If you're new here, I suggest you go back and listen to the episode, The Power of Mastery and Momentum. That is the name of my 12-month mastermind, but there's also a whole technique behind it. And when you start to kind of like blend all that together, you see why things are not impossible. And it's a word that we need to throw out of our vocabulary because if you allow something to be impossible, it will be for you. But the reality is there are people who are in your exact same circumstance that are crushing it in the exact same thing you want to do. And the difference is you're interested, they're committed. The difference is you've said it's impossible and they've said, I'll make a way by any means necessary. You've told the lie, no one will help me and they've said, I will find support. As soon as you shift your language and you shift how you're looking at whatever that thing is in front of you that's coming up, then everything else will change. It really will. And so I wanted to jump on and just encourage you because I'm not exempt from any of this. And we are all creatures of habit. I come from a background full of folks talking about what's impossible. And yet I've learned just like you're learning, like we're learning together how to release what no longer serves me In order to hold on to what I know I want for my life. And I want to encourage you to think about these three things. What makes it meaningful to you? How are you going to not find time, but make it and build it in, bake it into your calendar and stick to it? And then what are you willing to invest in order to get the results you want? And I would say, re-listen to these episodes I'm going to give you we're going to link to them in the show notes re-listen to these episodes I re-listen to episodes probably weird that I listen to myself but sometimes I say this all the time this podcast is my public accountability my goal is to live my life in complete integrity and so anything that I say to you I have to practice Anything that I preach to you, I have to put into place. And if it falls, I got to pick it back up because I can't hold you accountable to something I'm not holding myself accountable to. And so go back and listen to these episodes. Commitment makes the difference. This is a big one. Shout out to Kathy from Mastery Momentum Cycle 1. She tells me she listens to this every month. Commitment makes the difference. This is where I talk about. Are you interested or committed? Because interested people rarely achieve their goals. They may start, but they don't finish. Committed people by do it by any means necessary. Okay? Go back and listen to that episode. Listen to I'm not above backing out. I'm not above backing out because some of you can't find time, right? You're not willing to make the time because you have so many things on your calendar that you've been doing for years and years and years just because, not because you still love it, not because you're still excited about it, not because it brings you joy, you do it out of obligation. And the truth is, in order to get to where you're going, you're going to have to give some things up. The question I'm asking myself is, what am I willing to give up for the next year to get to this degree? What are you willing to give up? What boundaries do you need to set? And you have to understand that sometimes the whole story that you have about you backing out and saying, I can no longer commit to this is a story that you made up because oftentimes we'll hem and haw about it. And then when we finally tell the person that or the people or the committee or the church group or whatever it is that things have shifted for me and I need to adjust my schedule and I'm not going to be able to support in this way anymore, whatever, whatever it takes, nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh, okay. They were just waiting for you to say something, right? Not that they are tired of you or anything. Of course, people will take the support, but some of you have taken volunteering to a whole new level. It's not your job. You have a purpose for your life. You have things that you need to work on. You are called to be a blessing to other people. And yes, you've been blessing that ministry or that thing or that club or that group, but purpose evolves, seasons shift. And you may be needed in another space now. So what are you willing to back out of in order to step into what God has next for you? I want you to listen to Lisa Billy's episode from just a couple months ago, How All In Am I Really? I know that's hard to say. How all in am I really? <laughs> if you're saying that you're going to do something, then you have to be all in. If I'm all in on this degree, which I now have public accountability <laughs> to complete, Then that means that even some of the other things I would like to launch, even for you guys that I know is going to be a blessing, I have to put that to the side for right now. I have to delay those things. It just is what it is because I have to be all in and I can't be all in on 50 things. I have to choose each quarter. What am I going all in on and stick to it? So listen to that episode because I think Lisa did a wonderful job of kind of laying that idea out. And then the last episode I would say listen to is two words I'm adding to every goal, grace and ease. Two words that I'm adding to every goals. And that episode essentially talked about how every time we want to do something and go to the next level, what stops many of us is the fact that we imagine the stress and the strife and the struggle before we even get started. And it stops us dead in our tracks. But what if we decided, you know what? I'm going to add to that goal to getting this degree that I will do it with a sense of peace and grace and ease. How would that change my outlook? How would that change my attitude? How would that change the whole process? So those are some things I want you to think about. Impossible means it's not your priority. So if you say you want it, if you say you're going to do it, how are you going to make it your priority? I'd love to hear from you. If you're a Purpose Chaser, hit me up in the Purpose Chaser community at IamAPurposeChaser.com. Let's talk about it. I want you to tell us what you're making a priority. Let's get some public accountability going. So I will meet you in the Slack channel this week. Um, Let's talk about it. Or you can hit me up in social media at SeekWisdomPCW. I would love to hear your thoughts about what you've been calling impossible and how you are going to now make a plan to move forward and make it happen because the world is waiting for you. There are people who are not sleeping at night. They're tossing and turning, waiting for you to stand up and show out and be the blessing that you were called to be. So let's make it happen. Let's do your thing. Whatever that thing is for you, let's get it done. Until next time, I love you guys. And you know my heart. It's always to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.